0: thanks for joining me for another episode of Time Limit. I'm your host, Brett Harned. This week, we're digging into relationships. Now it's nothing touchy feely, but I think relationships are pretty important when you're focused on getting work done and you wanna actually feel good about it. So I've been wanting to do some interviews about the relationships that project managers have with other disciplines and kind of to dig in on the nuances and the unique situations or even conversations you might find yourself in with the folks on your team. So I invited my friend and colleague, Greg Story, to come on the show and to talk about how designers and project managers can work together. Greg is currently the COO of Lexblog and he's got an amazing resume including his work in design leadership at IBM and InVision and even running his own design agency, which is where we had the opportunity to work together. If you've ever worked with designers or want to get better at working in design, you're going to get a lot out of this one. So check it out. Greg, story, welcome to Time Limit. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing so well. It's been a long time since we've recorded a conversation like this, huh? Yeah, it has been. (laughs) So on that note, I feel like we should let our listeners know that you and I are friends. We've known each other for a long time. We've worked together Mm -hmm. for a while. You wrote the forward to my book, Project Management for Humans. Mm -hmm. And then we recorded a podcast together, Sprints and Milestones. It's a lot of stuff. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We have to do that again. I'm really looking forward to to this conversation. So thanks for joining me on Time Limit. Um, I'm looking forward to kind of digging into a topic that's been... One that I really like talking about because I've worked with a lot of designers in my career, and and I know that the relationship between a project manager and a designer, or really anyone else on the team, uh, is an important thing to pay attention to. But we're going to zero in on the relationship between project managers and designers today. So to kick it off, I think maybe we should kind of set the stage in a way for what we mean by designer, because I think... You know, a lot of people from different backgrounds and, and organizations listen to Time Limit. So maybe can you just fill in our audience on and on kind of your role and maybe roles that you've had or managed um, and it, within design specifically and kind of where those roles exist.
1: Yeah, so I um, I consider myself a designer. Uh, that's how I got started in the industry back in the the mid '90s. Um, uh, and in that time, I have, uh, you know, designed just about everything you can think of, um, and uh, have also led not just design teams, but design development. Uh, you know, even even project managers, researchers, the the whole gamut, the whole you know full complement of a digital team. Uh, then, of course, you and I have worked together uh, at Happy Cog for a while. And that was fun. Um, But I, you know, first and foremost, I I think I always consider myself a designer. Um, I'm I'm a chief operating officer at a small company right now, but even so, I rely on a lot of uh, my design sense and sensibility to do everything from what most people would consider design or, or, you know, that could be anywhere from graphic design to UX or UI Um, uh, you know, selecting type, colors, all that kind of thing, to uh, the design of uh, processes and how people work together, getting people to collaborate and doing that in in a visual way through something called design thinking. Um, So design is very much uh, a part of just about everything that that I do. In terms of what, what a definition of designer is, in my book, a designer is a person who... Uh, hopefully has uh, a full skill set that enables them to take an idea that comes from the business or say a client and uh, using design and design thinking is able to um, uh, conduct, lead user research, conduct user research, validate these ideas uh, through a number of uh, design activities that may include like prototyping. Uh, and, and uh, you know, once those ideas are vetted and flushed out, they then take that work and uh, start to, to uh, craft the, you know, what you probably call the, the UX, user experience work, wireframes, that type of thing, uh, all the way through what some folks call UI design, um, uh, interactive design design. Um, uh, which is, is you know, what do the buttons look like? Wh- um, what's the type uh, system that we're using? Uh, even what, what's the design system, you know, starting to build those types of things. Uh, so a designer, um, not all designers have all those capabilities, but th- all those activities fall within the, I'd say well within the
0: wheelhouse of uh, modern design practice. Thanks so much for clarifying that, because I think that... In some places I've worked, uh, and some people that I know, design is treated more as a, oh, they just make this thing, or they make this thing pretty. And the way that you're describing Mm -hmm. it is much bigger. You know, Designing process is a a big piece of that, because every designer has kind of their own process for how they create a thing, if that really is their role within a job. But then you're kind of talking about design as a leadership role, Um, not only you know growing into design leadership i would say you're you're in kind of a design leadership role at this point you know using your di- design experience to lead a company i think is a pretty big and a, a, amazing accomplishment but you know not not all designers get to that point in their career i think some people might even struggle with the idea of what is my own process and how do I get things done? Um, so I'm sure that you see where I'm leading you with the, with this is like, mm-hmm. you know, project managers working with designers, right? Um, I know a lot of designers who don't work with PMs. I've even worked as a writer uh, with designers who don't have PMs and things go way off track. And I'm wondering... Um, do you see that as a challenge? Do you think project management is a skill that PMs should have, um, uh, that designers should have? Sorry. I, I think that
1: anybody who, I think anybody who works in, who has to deliver work back to, um, uh, let, let's say the business, right? So in other words, um, I'm, I'm hired to create work and to deliver it for somebody who's, you know, a, a non-designer absolutely. You've got to have some, some type of project management, um, uh, skills, strategy, and tactics. Um, you, you, yeah, you, you just, you just have to, right. Because to me, a lot of what project management is, um, is, is making sure that people are collaborating, that they're interacting, that they are, that they're understanding one another, that they're actively listening, right. How many times have you, Felt like you were interpreting what one person was saying to a designer, or or vice versa, right? Because they were speaking different languages, so to speak. Absolutely, right? yeah. I think yeah. that happens all the time. And and so if you're if you're a designer who does not have the benefit, and I, and I I stress that like bold it, italicize it. If you don't have the benefit of working with the project manager. Um then you you definitely have to spend you have to invest time to uh to 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 conduct project management like activities and first and foremost is you have to have some type of plan with dates that say i'm going to deliver on this and and you have to meet those dates, which we'll get to here in a second uh secondly and thirdly, and fourthly, fifthly, sixthly, seventhly, <laughs> all the way to, we'll go to Ocho. Um, you have to communicate. And this to me is, this is something that I struggled with. Uh, even after I started a studio, I I, stu- I struggled with communication. And I know it's not, it's not a strong suit for a lot of creative people that I know. And part of that is, uh, I think by and large, a lot of creatives procrastinate um because they're in in every project they do they're trying to to some degree outdo themselves um now i have the benefit of being old enough to know that like nothing is new it's it's that um that meme that went around for a while that you know everything is a remix mm-hmm. um and and i stopped looking as at design as you know, every the next project is going to be my next magnum opus, you know, like I'm going to somehow wow and turn heads with this work and it's just going to be amazing and, and get me known and recognized. And I started looking at it as what it is, which is it's work that has to be delivered. So it, it has to first and foremost deliver on as much as it can, the, the, the balance between the requirements of the business and the needs of the users Right. And, and that's job number one. And that's what needs to get delivered by that date is somehow you can sprinkle some kind of creative genius on there that uh, gets that work uh, recognized. Um, Number one, I don't think that that's going to be the, the outcome from just the designer. I think that that work that gets recognized comes from a team that works really well, right? It's yeah. not going to come, that's all to say the design is, the designer is never going to be and should never look at themselves as I'm going to be the one that, that, uh, you know, uh, puts the star on this tree. Uh, and, and I think over time you start to learn that so that you're able to look at the work objectively and, and just get, get started, which is a huge problem for designers, right? It's just getting a really good start that enables them to meet those deadlines uh, first and foremost, right? Um, and then the communication part is is to always be communicating. Uh, you know, you and, and even when the client or uh, you know the the business leader, whomever that you're reporting to, even though they they may kind of I don't know get annoyed at how much it's, it's better to over communicate than not communicate enough. Right. You know, totally that. agree. Yeah. And, and it's better to be, have someone say, Hey, you know, enough, you don't need to like, tell me every whatever day, every week, like whatever that, 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 um, cadence is, I don't need you to check in. That's, that's good. Um, but, uh, you, you have to communicate what's, what's happening and, and set expectations, right? Cause in the absence of communication, um, people are going to start to make their own assumptions, their own conclusions, and they 're going to start making decisions based upon that information which yeah. is bad information which leads to bad decision making right and so i don 't know how much how much time and money has been lost because designers weren 't communicating enough, right, which led to bad decision making poor decision making Uh, which led to bad work, bad projects, you know, just, just bad, 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 bad. So So yeah, communication is, is if I was to, to try to convey that to uh, anybody is in the project management of, of oneself, you got to be able to communicate.
0: Yeah. It sounds like the way that you're kind of framing uh, kind of the, the responsibility of a designer is that not only do you need to be good at your craft, you know, to be a good designer, you have to think strategically. You have to understand the goals of the project. You have to understand everything about it so that you can do that good job. But then surrounding that, you've also got to be a good communicator about the progress of the work, the way that you're getting the work done. And probably even around the feedback around that work and how you communicate what that work is intended to do. Uh, yep. But then you also have to be smart enough to know that you have to plan your work out so that you're meeting deadlines, you're meeting budgets, and you're getting stuff done on time. So yes, and
1: and you have to communicate in a way that that educates the people that are that are observing your work, that are responding to your work. Mm-hmm. You have to be crystal clear in uh what what is the work that that you 've done how that relates to the end goals, how it relates to the user needs the business needs you you again it 's like the over communication right you 've got yep. to cover all of your bases because if you miss just even one of those things then, uh, like I said, people are going to start to draw their own conclusions in the absence of that information.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's where I think that a good PM can actually help a designer. Because absolutely. if you and I are working together on a project and you're really hyper-focused on nailing a design, like let's say that you do want to make that thing that's going to like complete your portfolio, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to give you the space and time to do that and do it right so that you can please our clients or our stakeholders or whoever that design is being reviewed with. And in that, it's my job as the PM to ask you the questions that you probably would be thinking about, but I'm giving you the brain space to do that where I can come to you and we can have a conversation about the plan or how we're communicating or presenting that design or any of the kind of details around it. So to me, that's where the partnership really comes in and and can be really strong is when a designer understands that those things are important and the PM just inherently knows that those things are important and does those things, but also Mm. partners with the designer to make sure that they're both comfortable with the way that it's working out.
1: Absolutely. And to, to add to that, I think what, to me, a good project manager is able to interface with all sorts of people. Sure. You know, so that that includes, you know, uh, uh, from a marketing director to a senior vice president of a company. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and understands kind of the nuance of of the the business that they're working with, or it should say the nuances of the business that they're working with, and and uh, that's to say, you know, how you communicate to these different levels of people in a in a company. Uh designers are uh I'd say that designers are not the the best when it comes to presenting their own work, right? These are things that designers have to learn over time. And the difference between, say, an early career designer versus a senior or a lead designer is is possibly an, and they've they've honed their skills, um, but it's it's probably because they're a better communicator, right? They they know how to present their work they um they understand the business needs the user needs all that and how it relates to the work that they're doing project managers uh though where you can really help out is not to speak up for the designer per se but to help the designer frame their their presentation their conversation right absolutely first and foremost is to ground it into um What we're looking at today, how does it relate to the problem or the problems that we're trying to solve, right? Um, That's a big one. I've been in design reviews where it's that real estate tour, you know, well, if we look at the top left, you know, we'll see, there's the logo, we've made it bigger, just like you asked, you know, we've, you know, blah, 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 (laughs) blah, you know, and and they just take them on a tour of the page. Here's what I
0: did, basically, not why I did it or what it's intended to do.
1: Or how it's yeah exactly what what the intended outcome is supposed to be right that that to me that is not a design review it's not a design critique it's it is it is what it is it's a let let me visually talk to you about the the work I did you know or or just talk at you right yeah um, a good presentation or what would also be known as a critique will gather everyone in the room and remind everybody here's what we're doing today. Um, here's the problem that we're all collectively trying to solve. We're in this phase of the project, which would, the, you know, in this conversation design, um, here is your designer or your designers. Uh, here's what we've been doing, you know, it, it, meaning like like last time we talked, you know, or you right, know, previously right. on, on, and um, uh, then you, you let people know we're going to, here's what we're going to see today. Um, here's the type of feedback that we're looking for. Right. And then everything else that's not mentioned, if it's not mentioned in what we're looking for, then it's it's off the table, right? Like we we don't care. It doesn't, it's not gonna move the needles, so we're not gonna talk about it. That that helps so many people, right? So the designer's nightmare of make the logo bigger. Or my wife doesn't like the color of the buttons, or right. like all. And I see, I, I can see because we're on Zoom, but you're smiling because we've we've received that kind of totally feedback, have right? been there. And that's yeah.
0: actually that's <laughs> been as a project manager who has always been in creative services, so to speak, right, or a creative mm-hmm. digital industry. Uh, one of one of my favorite things was always working with a designer. Um, leading up to a presentation and then having conversations around the way that we would frame the presentation and the way that we would actually throw out some questions to get people thinking about the design in the right context. And to me, that is really the value that a PM can bring to the table because if you're doing a good job and you're getting to know those stakeholders, you understand your project goals, you understand what the outcomes should be, you should be able to lead that conversation and you should be able to support the designer in that presentation and even kind of get things back on track when they'll make the logo bigger or I don't like that color of orange, even though it's in our brand guidelines, right? But mm-hmm. here's here's the thing I want to dig on, dig in on. So when I was early in earlier in my career, uh, when I was at Razorfish, huge global digital agency, right? I, start, I was working with design and, and development teams and pretty quickly in my tenure there, I noticed that the design team didn't really like the PMs. They didn't want the PMs around. And that was a bummer for me because I came from a smaller design agency and I was very much comfortable talking about design without offending a designer. Like I, I knew how to navigate those situations. And I think that's a whole other topic to discuss, but... I felt like in that situation, I had to work so hard to prove that I was there to be on their side, to support them, to try to help and really not to be like, it's all about the plan, right? Like Mr. Robot PM, like, it's not just about the plan. Like, let's talk about things, but you know, obviously this can be kind of like a, a, a personal thing, but I get the sense that other PMs have felt unwanted by designers or quote unquote creative. So what are some things that you think a PM can do to get those people more comfortable with their presence or even their role?
1: Uh, I think it goes back to something I said earlier, which is, I think that they're to, to let the designers off the hook a bit to remind them, hey, listen, here's, here's what we're trying to get done at the end of the day. Um, and and to you know remind them that that not every project is going to be, um, how to put this in a in a positive way. Des, design is a job, right? Um, and and uh, at the end of the day, we have to deliver design that that will get to the outcome that the business is is trying to get to, right? And and that's it. Um, again anything else on top of that if, if we somehow designed a new interface if that's possible right or um we're ushering in a new design trend or something if that's possible those are all maybe nice to haves but that's not why people typically hire uh you know a, a studio or a company to create work or it's not why they hire you in an in-house pro- group right is is to uh you know, do award winning work every day, every time. Um, and so, so I think that, you know, what the PM could do is be more of, of the coach and less of the, the uh, time tracker. Yeah. Um, and, and where I've seen uh, PMs and designers, uh, you know, not work out is, is where the PM was on a daily basis uh, coming in and saying, what are you working on? And if it wasn't exactly what the PM thought the designer should be working on, you know, there was a conversation to be had. And, and I I don't think that's just a designer thing or a PM thing. I just, nobody likes to be micromanaged. Right. Uh, And I think too, in those situations, the PM, neither side was performing any kind of what I would consider, um, you know, empathy exercise, right. The, the PM wasn't, really trying to understand like why design could be difficult. You know, Mm -hmm. why when you're staring to some degree at a blank page, you may have brand standards, you may have wireframes, but you're still trying to think of, uh, you know, potentially there, there may be some creative um, uh, asks, you know, of the designer and, you know, especially in the beginning, sometimes it just takes poking stuff around to see how it's going to fit. Right. Yep. Um, To some degree, you know if you think of of the web we're we're all putting together lego kits but we don't have the book just yet in the beginning right we've got all <laughs> the pieces and everything we're just trying to see like where it goes and then once you've got a couple of different patterns once once the design starts to emerge then it kind of almost goes on autopilot and it can go very quickly but that that beginning time can be very stressful and i've seen where uh, just the conversation between a pm and a designer can go way, way, way wrong when it comes to, uh, you know, some type of micromanaging conversation or, or, you know, reminding them of, of, you know, time, Um, you know, just kind of being kind of like an, an ant, you know, like a a real bad, uh, like the, the ant that you don't want coming over and reminding Mm -hmm. you of all of your, uh, your imperfections.
0: (laughs) Yeah. PMs can be good at that sometimes, unfortunately. Right.
1: Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you have to, but I think that's where, again, in the beginning, even before the work begins is uh, where the PM can sit down with the, not just the designer, but the entire team. And like, what are we trying to do here? And even talk about, Hey, when we get into design, what are some things that push your buttons? Right. Mm. And, 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 and share, go around the room. What, when we're in design, what, what do you stress about, you know, and, and kind of give everybody a chance to, Share that, and then talk about okay. How do we prevent that from from happening, right? And I think that there's, um, it, it's a time investment, but it's so worthwhile just to do a simple exercise, uh, in in understanding to develop empathy for for each person. Just understand, like, hey, if you know, the, please don't do that. But but, and if I'm doing that, here's how I'd prefer to be interacted with, right? To counter that problem. Yeah. Um. Talk about it up front, not not in the moment, or especially you don't want to have to learn that stuff after you know you've, you've started a, a fight. Um, that that's just that requires more time, right, and more emotion. Oh yeah, and it's hard to recover from,
0: anything. right? Not yeah. just for the two people or three people involved, but every it it affects everyone. I think it's yeah. cool. I think what you're really talking about is that you know projects require partnerships. Uh, and yep. those partnerships can even be on the one-on-one level, right? Like it, if you have a good relationship uh, with the people that you work with, then work just comes easier. If there's yes. mutual respect and there's empathy and just a general understanding, your workplace, your project environment, whatever it is, is going to feel better. Um, and I think everyone wants that. So it kind of reminds me. So I, I listened to your talk about uh, the relationship between product managers and design, uh, which mm-hmm. we'll, sh- we'll share the link to that in, in the show notes. It's on a, a YouTube video. Um, and there was, uh, I also read your thoughts. There was like a document that, that you shared that really kind of summarized a lot of it. So I think it's in your slides. Um, there was a quote in there that, that kind of stuck out to me and it was, I'm always amazed at how little each function knows about the work and responsibilities of the other team members they depend on. So that stuck out to me because I think it's true all around. Like Even if I think about other teams that I've worked on, even not as a project manager, Mm -hmm. we're just so rushed in our daily lives, right? Like things are rushed, projects are rushed, budgets are limited. And you really don't take the time to stop and talk about that stuff. So it sounds like you know what you were just saying is take the time to get that stuff out in the open, and maybe that should be a part of that conversation as well. What do you think?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I, I've seen evidence of this, uh, and I've, I've been on teams where we recognized, hey, let's, let's talk about um, well, one of the exercises that I like to do is uh, let's talk about how we're going to make this work. You know, how, how we are going to make this project just fly? It's going to be great. Everybody's having fun, right? And, and the ideas just come come out. Um, and, and that's time box. You don't spend a lot of time. You spend like, you know, maybe two or three minutes ideating, you know, with everybody, you know, writing things down. A couple of minutes sharing what those ideas are. Um and even as a group, maybe even voting on hey let's let's actually try some of these things mm-hmm. right and then the next the next idea is okay or the next exercise is what is the worst like and i call it the the atomic uh uh outcome you know what wh- what is the the um the the thing that would just blow this project up like mm-hmm. you know just just you know, get, send it off the rails, just the, just make it the worst project possible. And we spend a minute doing that, not as much time, maybe even 30 seconds. Um, and and I, I look at that as like, this is, these are the outcomes now that we're trying to avoid. Now, how do we make sure that that never happens?
0: And you can and do you that spend. on on a level that's not just about the work too it could be about the way that you collaborate and work together like it can be about oh, your process uh, yeah. as well mm-hmm. yep absolutely
1: but you know what um basically how do we sabotage this thing you know come up with right. even like maniacal ways to, to do that that's that could be kind of fun you know even some silly things but then say all right what do we you know how do we how do we make sure that the time bomb never goes off or the you know the train never leaves the tracks or um, you know, whatever metaphor you want to use, but, uh, uh, you know, just how, how do you prevent that from happening? And, and to me, what what comes out of that um, are people saying, even volunteering, well, we probably should have like a daily standup or, you know, we need to be uh, making sure that we've got, um, you know, executive coverage and that that we're, in, you know, informing them of the work. So that that's, you know, one way is like you say, to talk about it, but there's there's some exercises, you know, again, grounded in design thinking, um that can take just you can do this in literally literally like 10 to 15 minutes depending on the team size doesn't doesn't mean you got to take like half a day and go off site or anything like that um but a good 30 minutes of of invested in this is going to save you it's like the butterfly effect right it's almost like if you don't do this then then the the deeper you get into the project the more that going back to zero would be an absolute disaster the 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 bigger the impact you know the problems are going to be later on
0: I also um, tend to think it's okay to spend a little extra time on that stuff at the beginning of the project, especially if you're working with all new team members, people you never have worked with before, else, or even it's been yes. a while, right? Yep. So my thinking, and, and this is like across the board with everything related to project management, the time, the investment in time that you spend early on in a project could feel big, right? It could feel like it's a lot of time or even too much time, but I always think that's time well spent because you're working out details, you're building relationships, you're building trust, you're basically doing everything that you can to ensure that your project's going to stay on track, your communications are going to be good, your relationships stay intact, and everyone's kind of moving in the right direction. So I, I appreciate I, I, that. It's, absolutely.
1: Like plus one, 100%, all, you know, awesome. all the things. Yeah. So another thing is, is show me, don't tell me. Hmm. Um, and that's something I learned at IBM. In other words, like, let's don't, let's not talk about this. Uh, you know, and, 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 that doesn't mean that every problem has to be sketched out, but, but, you know, let's, let's look at what's happening, not just talk about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The last thing is, and this gets a little bit into, you know, a, a management technique, but is to look at your process right in the beginning and all the different phases all the different kind of key moments, milestones, whatever you want to call them. And assign, uh, uh, use a RACI matrix where you're assigning who's responsible, who's accountable, who needs to be consulted for the work to go through, and who needs to be informed. Speaking my language. Yeah, yeah, and and you do that from start to even post-delivery, right? the post-mortem, who's responsible for that, who's accountable. And along the way, you, you map that out so that everybody now has got the same map that when you move, say, from research to design, design to development, development to deployment or Q&A, whatever the, you know, whatever those stages are, the, the responsibility and the accountability is likely going to change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, well, all of it changes, right? It, it kind of fluctuates. But document that stuff early on uh, at the beginning uh just so that everybody's got at, at least that right absolutely do anything else at least map out what the RACI is for the
0: project set those expectations yeah if anyone's yep. interested in that we actually have a blog post and a template for a racy matrix and i did a little video on those a few weeks back too so we'll put those in the show notes so greg yep. we're talking about time limits um we are almost at time i have have one question for you just we wrap up every show with a question that's kind of nodding to the title of the show which is time limit right like we're always busy we're limited on time and sometimes even resources in some organizations so i want to give you kind of a a kind of hyper specific situation and, and see what your your thoughts are on it so let's say i'm working as a pm with a design team who are really focused on a project, but as the PM, I'm managing like seven or eight other projects and teams, right? What's the one thing that I should be doing on that project with those designers to make sure that those people know that, you know, I do care about the project, I care about them, I'm paying attention to things and I do value the work that they're doing, even though it might feel like I'm not there as much.
1: Yeah. One, I feel for you. Okay, so <laughs> seven projects. Is it seven projects? I mean, that that's a lot, right? It happens. It's crazy um, how many P-
0: projects PMs have to take on. Like I've heard upwards of 20. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If if you're those people, um, my heart goes out to you. Right. I, it genuinely does.
1: Um, man. Anyway, uh, I, I'd say set, some, set up time, perhaps on like a monthly basis where you're just meeting with the designers across all those teams, right? And um, ask them, you know, give them a little bit of an open mic. Maybe it's a, a an exercise, you know, uh, where you're facilitating, but um, let them know that you care and that that time is there to talk about, hey, what's going good across projects as it pertains to design and, and what do we need to work on <clears throat> um, probably as, as a company, as a design practice, right? Um, from a project management point of view, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it could be that you're having success in on uh, in one project, not so much on another, right? And maybe to, to have that conversation as it pertains to the practice of design and the relationship between design and project management, you know, try to figure out, just give give people time to kind of work those things out. Um, and then to also just as you would in, in like a, a, one-on-one or if you're, uh, you know, in a leadership, uh, role is, you know, ask them what, you know, do you have everything you need to succeed? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I'd also open it up to questions about the practice of project management, right? And you also might even have themes of just trying to help them depending on where your team is and their maturity, you also may be a little bit more programmatic in saying, Hey, this session, we're going to talk about uh, presenting your work to an executive, right? Mm -hmm. What what are some do's and don'ts, you know, in in that kind of situation? Um, How to even craft an email. I mean, don't assume that. And I think we do this too much. I know we do this too much. I, I don't think, I know we do this too much. It's just, we're human, but, I think we, we tend to assume that if I can do this my, this way and, and at this level, at this quality, that everybody should be able to do it like me. Right. right? And, and so even like down to the emails, I mean, I know designers who have been terrified. They can knock out design left and right, ask them to write an email to an executive, asking them to review the work with a link two hours later and they're still not done, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, you know, and you know, that's where you're laughing. Right. And so I think too is, is teach, like te- help them unlock those um, non-designer skills, the soft skills that um, you know, good PMs have soft skills. Not everybody else has good soft skills necessarily um, help designers understand what those are and how that, that works into, their career right
0: not yeah. the work
1: but but just as like a here's let me help build you you as a designer in your career path let me build you up with some things that i have learned from my practice of of uh, project management
0: i love that i th- i think vice versa is the, goes for that same situation right it's sitting down with a designer and understanding why is make the logo bigger a bad comment? Or, you know, yeah. what? Are, yeah, I, I really like the way that you answered that question because it does come back to kind of the theme of this whole conversation, which is really about the partnership between design and project management and how really good communication and some simple tactics can make it really strong. So thank there's, you for that. It a
1: long way. Yeah. the last thing I'll say with all this is along that theme, it's not a one and done. Right, right, and and that along the way you you need check ins to say, hey, are we still good? Is this still working? Um, I'm in the, the the process of reviewing my company's processes for everything that we do, and uh, in fact, in a couple hours, we're going to start mapping out what it looks like today, and then a week from now, we'll map out what it looks like, you know, tomorrow, the new process we want to build. And then from that date, we're going to have quarterly check-ins. They're going to be automatic. It doesn't matter what we're doing. You got to drop what cool. you're doing so we can check in and see how is this working, right? So that if we need to pivot, if we need to make some changes, we've got that time set aside to to make sure that we're doing that as instead of still trying to push a boulder uphill when you know there might be a better path downhill.
0: Yeah, just having an active conversation about it will keep it top of mind and have people working on it.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, <clears throat> speaking of designers, and, and if you were to program that on their calendar, I think most of them would appreciate that you care enough to, to understand, you know, if things are working
0: or, or not, uh, that you would care enough to, to think ahead in that way. Absolutely. Well, Greg, thank you so much for joining me today. I feel like we could probably talk for three more hours about this and maybe (laughs) we'll find opportunities to do that sometime in the near future. But thanks again for joining me. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, I'm sorry I had to cut that conversation off. You know, I always do a fair amount of prep for these interviews. And I have to say, I had a few topics that I couldn't even get to in this one. But I think the moral of the story here is that developing trust and solid working relationships that's based on mutual respect and understanding will just make your work better. Of course, there's more to it. But maybe I'll be able to convince Greg to come back on the show sometime soon. Hey, on that note, if you like this episode and you're interested in this kind of working with specific roles topic, let me know. I'd love to hear more about what you want to hear about or even guests. And for that matter, always feel free to reach out about possible topics and episodes. You can always reach me at brett at teamgant.com. And be sure to check out the show notes over at teamgantcom slash podcasts. And please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're so inclined, maybe even write a review, I don't know, or even just a thumbs up would help. All right. So I'll leave you with that. Thanks again for listening.